Welcome back, folks. It's Feet Picks episode six. Thanks for sticking around. Today we're talking new Tyler Creator album, Igor. We're uh, doing some guilty pleasure songs as a feet pick today. Talking Game of Thrones, and then ending it all with Discover Weekly, your favorite section, obviously. Thanks for tuning in. Haters, haters <laughs> off. AirPods in. <laughs> Tuning out all my haters. The grocery store. <laughs> Kroger Plus on AirPods in. That uh, I guess that brings us to our uh, our little um. You guys ever had headphones on at the store, grocery store? You ever um, go grocery shopping? Have you yeah, done that, Josh? Yeah, I started. I you you started once I got the AirPods because I'm rich as hell. <laughs> I started, Podcast money coming in hot. I started. I started wearing them to the grocery. store. All that store feed picks money you've been making. That feed picks money's been coming in solid. Um, <laughs> I'd like to clarify. Josh has been selling pictures of his feet, and it's not. We're not talking about it's the podcast. unrelated to the show. Uh, yeah, please DM for details if you're interested. <laughs> I do have a separate account. Let me know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a good time. I, I uh, really like... You really can just uh, ignore the people that are there. Headphones on at the grocery store. It's like uh, you. It's like you're on your own little movie. You the know? best part is, is that nobody bothers you and it's like, oh, can I help you find anything? Yeah. It's like I've been to this Publix, you know, for my entire life. I know exactly where to find everything. Yeah. Not that I don't appreciate it. And also, help. even right. if I didn't know where it was, I would rather not get it than you talk to me. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wander around like an idiot for about 30 minutes. <laughs> I'll look in four separate aisles before I ask someone to find something for me. That's just how no. it is. And that's the beauty of it, you know? And that's the tea. And that's the tea, That's the sis. tea, sis. Do you ever get nervous in the wine aisles? <laughs> yes. I promise I'm, tw- I'm 20, I'm 23. I, I, I'm like, I swear I'm 21. I'm just walking through. I'm just no, no, through. it's not even that. I feel I feel nervous that I'm going to bump into a wine okay, bottle. Okay, yeah, well, that's, that's that too. The and ones that are like protruding in the aisles. Yeah, and it's going to cascade. I think about that all the time. Like, what if you just stuck your arm out and walked down the aisle and just knocked all of them off? You know, that'd be a really Wait, good Wait, do you feeling. make me pay for them when I walk out? I mean, they probably would. I mean, I if they can catch me. <laughs> Good luck catching me. I ain't paying for those bottles. I, I did. It was a therapeutic thing. I'm just, I just want to knock some off the thing it's and like go. The, like the gallon smashing. Remember those? Oh, God. Oh, my God. You're going to be such a scumbag. It's just, it's just rude. Like, you take two gallons of milk and you smash them on the floor. I got to say that when that was first trending, I watched those videos. I watched a lot of those videos. Like, daily. I was like a patron a of those videos. Weeks. I, I have to admit. <laughs> you donated to their Patreon? I might have. I don't know. I'm oh, it's like, you know, Every dollar I had. Hey, milk, milk ain't cheap. Milk ain't cheap. But uh, all my milk boys, Look, out of here. People on the internet can be real disrespectful sometimes. Just like us. Just, Just like us. us. Just uh-huh. like us. And speaking of disrespectful, um, yes, this voice you're hearing is not my typical, um, you know, soulful the and silky, smooth, beautiful vocals. radio voice. Um, coming back from an illness, I'm like I think 80 percent there. He's a, he's a fighter. But he's in recovery. Yeah, he's a fighter he's for a fighter. sure. <laughs> uh, that couldn't keep me down that cold. <laughs> but. Uh, we are going to need you to donate for Josh's hospital bills. Yes, though. there are millions of dollars right he, now. He does not have health care. He's in the millions for a cold. I don't believe in it. <laughs> oh. We need to buy him some essential oils. <laughs> donate to Josh's essential oil fund. There's a link in the description there. Link in bio. You'll find it. bio. Well, anyways, we've had a... Uh, we're, we're coming into episode six. Crazy. Feels pretty crazy. That Indeed. is crazy. Over the hump. We're stopping at ten. Yeah, that's right. That's a joke. Please don't unsubscribe. Season one, maybe, but you know. Perhaps. We'll be here till we're dead. We got so. 10 more seasons in us, at least. Easy. Till the HBO spinoff. 100th, 100th episode, we're, um, it's gonna be a live episode. Until we get our own Vice News segment. <laughs> That's right. Yep. We're working to Vice. That's what we're doing. The road to Vice. Much like the road to Chalamet. <laughs> Which we have not forgotten about. And we will never give no up on. No, we're forgotten. We're still that. slowly but surely trekking along that road. He's, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. 
Anyways, Anyways, back to the topic at hand. That's right. There was a new Tyler the Creator album uh, yep, out indeed. last week called Igor. Igor. Yes, I'm getting like a big kind of Frankenstein vibe from yeah. the cover and the name. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, definitely kinda... the cover, like the like almost flat top he's got going. But it's yeah. like it's like he looks like he photoshopped it and like it looks like it's a, just perfectly cut off. A goofy erase line. Like it's not quite perfect, but <laughs> he it's held very that shit close. Button. Yeah, it's like <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, so we've been bumping that recently. Yep. Uh, it's been. What do you What are you guys' thoughts on it? Um, I like it. See, for me, it was. I didn't like his earlier stuff because it just didn't make sense for me, mm-hmm. and I'm clearly not the target market for that anyway. <laughs> you mean you're not an edgy 13-year-old? Right. Um, I'm a little over that now. Um, <laughs> At 22. I'm an um, ed- edgy 20-plus. Um, he's graduated but, to, to even edgier past I definitely, from his last album and on, have been a pretty big fan, I would say. Oh, yeah. I think at this point, um, Flower Boy is kind of his defining album almost. Yeah. I think, so he was always a bit of a household name uh, in the rap game before this. Yeah. But he didn't really hit the mainstream, I would say. I mean, he had like a couple hits, like Everybody Knows Yonkers. Right. Um, But Cherry Bomb. The song you cannot play in front of your mom. There's a vine associated with that song where he goes, he's, he's just talking to the camera and he's like, what's up guys, just flicked off my mom and like that song is playing in the background and that is the epitome that of is, old Tyler exactly, the Creator. Yep, yep, that's it. Um, but yeah, so his previous album, Cherry Bomb, was kind of his first, I don't know, I want to say it was like his biggest album to date then, yeah. um, but it was kind of, there were some mixed reviews coming in mainly on how it was produced. And it was because the, there was a huge emphasis on like the production side and the beat side and the instrumentals. And it was at times you could really almost not even hear his verses. Yeah. Uh, which was an interesting choice. And a lot of people didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, but Tyler made it clear several times that that was exactly how he intended it to come out, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty interesting. But again, mixed reviews uh, wasn't super critically acclaimed. Uh, but then you had Flower Boy, which was his follow-up to that in, what, 2017? Yep. Yeah, I, I think, think so. that was that was contender for album of the year for me. Yeah. I, I love that I album. I love that album. Yeah. It's, it's on my wall. Good. It Tom, is on, it's Tom's on Tommy. Vinyl Wall, baby. It's got some hashtag Tommy's Vinyl Wall. <laughs> That's a callback to episode one, actually. Wow. It's, like, it's definitely one of my favorite album arts, though. It's so pretty. Memory. I mean, it's so cool. McLaren yeah. in the back. <laughs> yeah. Very far in the back. Very far. Um, but yeah, so that was like, I mean, that made a lot of waves in the hip-hop community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was kind of his first mainstream hit uh, album. And that was kind of... You can really tell that's where he almost came into his own in terms of his production. You can hear a lot of echoes of that album on Igor. It feels, yeah, it feels, I feel as though Flower Boy is like his child. Like that's like his kind of, his one of his favorite kids. You know what I, I mean? Right. I think that's where everybody I know became a Tyler the Creator yeah. fan. Yeah. I don't know if there was anybody who was like, oh, I've been hanging with Tyler Ayo. since Goblin. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I was like, why is this man yelling at me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> why are you so angry? Why, what so did angry, I do, man? Bro? Just... But then Fireboy came, and I was like, all right. I mean, it's cool. I think um, especially seeing the growth of... It's like, because we're all kind of in the same age range almost as Tyler. He's a little bit older than us, I think. Yeah. But, I mean, we, he, have, we have time still. He has <laughs> matured from, you know, Goblin to uh, Igor. And it's... Right. You can just... You could see it. Every album is uh, a maturing process for him. Right. And Igor, especially the fact that it's it's one of... Like, we're about, probably going to talk about how it's meant to be listened to as a full album it feels like a it feels like a mature thing like i feel like it's kind of a like 
hey guys, I'm serious about this. This is an intentional album. This is how you're supposed to listen to it. And right. I think it's really cool. It, Almost more like an art piece to an extent. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. It's, it's, um, it's not meant to be... And he didn't put out any singles or anything. It, exactly. It was, it was all like... It all came out at once. And he was, he was so like... Please listen to it all the way through. No distractions, no nothing. Right. I thought that was really cool. That's why I think we were trying to pick out some individual songs to talk about, kind of like we did Vampire Weekend. It was hard. It's it's not easy. It's It definitely works better as an album yeah. as a whole. Right. Um, but this I, album almost to me kind of feels like a fusion between Cherry Bomb and Flower Boy to yeah. an extent because it is so instrumental heavy and there's a huge focus on the beats to oh, the yeah. point where... The vocals almost serve as a like a background to the beats, yeah. to for a lot of things. Because there's these the verses on this are pretty few and far between. Mm-hmm. Like there's not a ton of rapping on the album. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of kind of vocal melodies and it's very heavy on the choruses. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's definitely an interesting take. But um, like I was saying, you can feel the influence of Flower Boy on this, especially with a lot of the way that he edits his voice. Yeah. And the way that the synths come in for a lot of things. There like there's what is it, Thank You, I think is the song that I'm thinking of. Where that can almost be on Flower Boy and it wouldn't right. feel out of place. That's kinda how I felt about uh, running out of time a little bit too. That yeah. one felt a little bit um kinda dreamy and, and flower boy esque, I felt like. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of similar stuff with like just those different like keyboard sounds he's using and like the like the like synths and stuff. Back to the, like the synths and like the backup vocalists, they sound like the same couple people. Right. Right. So I think yeah, that, like it yeah. could almost be a soundboard to an extent. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I am. Um, I feel like I still need to. I'm. I've been listening, but I still. I mean, I can't pick out. I'm yeah, just now starting to pick well out to certain like songs. Name you know drop I mean? all of them. Like, um, I don't know. And it's. Well. I mean, it's just because when I'm listening, I have to look and be like, okay, has the song changed yet? Because sometimes I don't really know. You know, right. like, it's in between transitions and stuff. Um, yeah, there. That's another thing about this album that's really interesting is a lot of the transitions do flow very well, but then there are others that are super jarring. Yeah. And the style will completely shift. Yep. Between songs, um, which I don't know. It's it's always an interesting choice to make because. Yeah. Um, I feel like you can almost be like, you know, I want my album to be completely cohesive and have a similar vibe throughout it and to kind of flow front to back. Yeah. Or you can kind of almost make a choice to divide it up in terms of sounds. And I yeah. feel like there's definitely some distinct sections. I think it's interesting, too, that he chose to release this album in this way because we've been talking about, I mean, we've talked to, in two or three episodes, we've talked about how people have been releasing music in waves and EPs and chapters and other things like that. And for Tyler to come out and be like, I'm going to do it exactly how it was originally made to be done. Right. Seems like a bold choice. And especially from a, like a business, a music business standpoint, because you can't exactly market singles and you can't mark, you know what I mean? Like other than earthquake, I think, um, or sorry, earthquake, (laughs) (laughs) please pronounce the, um, it's, there are no standout singles, at least yet for me. And I feel right. like um, it's cool that it's almost like he didn't care about the business side of it. He was like, this is how I wanted it to be, right. and that's how I'm going to release it. I think that that's really cool. Yeah. I think he's gotten to a level of commercial success now. I mean, uh, after man, his popularity. Man, he, he doesn't, doesn't have wrong to be the singles point. anymore. Right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, for Flower Boy, it was, it was what? It was 911 and yeah, Who That, that Boy yeah, were ASAP, the first. The ASAP video came out. Pretty yes. early, right? That was the yeah, that was the first. Those are the lead two singles for that. And that was really interesting because they were two very different songs. Yeah. Um but yeah, so the fact that he's not doing 
lead singles for this is is interesting because traditionally he has always put out lead singles. Right. So he's got something. Right, but always a little tease in there. Always a little something. It was just it was a uh, his only teasers were on Instagram and Twitter. I think maybe on YouTube or something like that. For yeah, some of the, like snippets of the songs, but there were no. I mean. Right, I didn't see much else about it. Like, I think there was videos. it was like that video of him like on the stage with the little blonde wig, <laughs> the on, like, wig. jumping in the desert for like eight seconds, and right. just like that insane like bass and like synth from. I mean, the, nothing yeah, about just, those videos told me anything about. The no, I don't think there's right. any lyrics in that one. No. Just him jumping on a stage for like ten seconds. Him with that wig, man. I love it. He's got this like if you haven't seen it, he's got this <laughs> blonde. Bob. It's like a bowl cut. Yeah, it's like <laughs> a bob. It's a long blonde wig, <laughs> like shoulder length. <laughs> Maybe, and he's wearing like, like a suit with it, it's like, like a, a blue. It's he has a couple different ones I've seen. My favorite was the the pink one with like the one red sleeve and like a red like pant leg. <laughs> yeah, um, just it's very interesting. That's good. And the way he he's constantly moving his neck whenever he's got this wig on <laughs> to make it just flow as much <laughs> as possible. It's just that swinging wig. Let me tell like you, a, the like hair is never head. stationary. That's right. Yeah. Constantly swinging, but I think this is a really cool indicator that he's kind of still pushing further creatively Yeah, like he didn't really just go. Oh, you know, I, I found a really cool sound the flower boy. Everybody loves it I'm just gonna keep doing that. He said it's, this is kind of almost a logical Next step right. in that sound. Well, that's cool too because I mean on his Instagram post the night that it released You know the whole um, this is not bastard. This is not goblin. This is not any of the albums I've ever released. This is Igor It's its own thing and like take it as that like, right it's, like don't think about it as anything else right. Um, right which I thought was really cool. I just love how intentional the whole thing is. I mean, it's yeah, it's cool it's not an easy thing to do. Mm-mm. Like, you always kind of instinctively want to compare an artist's albums to their previous albums. Yeah. Um, I know, I did that a ton with Vampire Weekend, obviously. Oh, yeah. But I, and really, I mean, with, to name drop Kanye, of course, uh, he's a really <laughs> awesome. arti- difficult artist to do that with. Yeah. Because all of his are so very different. And prior to this, a lot of Tyler's albums were very, very similar, at mm-hmm. least prior to Flower Boy. Um, I haven't delved a ton into his backlogs, like his early stuff, but uh, they all had a similar sound to him, and this kind of creative growth out of this album is, is very cool to see. I agree. And uh, hearing Lil Lucy Vert, Lil, how do you say it? Lil, Lil Uzi? Uzi Vert? Like Lucifer, basically? Lil, Lil Uzi Vert? Lil, there was a meme Lil about Lil that Uzi. on Twitter. I saw something I, about that. I don't know if that's true, but... <laughs> I mean, I don't think, I think it's, that's Lil probably thinking Uzi a little too much into what Lil Uzi's intentions were. I don't know, man. Seems like it. Every time I think of him, I picture that video of him jumping down the stairs. Have you seen that? He's like coming out of a bodega oh, yeah. store. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> he he looks like he's about 10 years old. He's like jumping <laughs> off the stairs. I love it. That's awesome. Um, yeah, there's a lot of interesting features on this. Um, and they're all kind of hidden to an extent. Like Kanye's feature is he almost is just kind of doing background vocals to an extent. Like he has, he has a verse in there, but it's the way it's echoed mm-hmm. is kind of like, um, like he's meant to be in the background. Which is really interesting. And then, um, who's on the first track? Is it uh, Playboy Cardi, I think? I think that uh, sounds right. I think so. Yeah. Yes. I know that Frank is not on it, despite me thinking he was for like a couple hours. There was some stupid fake leak. Even, had, even like, the like genius page for the first few hours said Frank, and I was yeah. like, oh. Caliuchis is the is Igor's theme. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. Oh, who am I thinking? Is Playboy Cardi an earthquake then, maybe? Um, Playboy Yep. Yeah. 
Didn't do my research. Yikes. 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 You hate to see it. We'll just restart. <laughs> well, let's, just, let's do it again. Let's do it again. That whole 15 minutes, <laughs> let's throw it out the window. Completely useless. Um, so I guess if we want to go through, I know we literally just talked about how this is supposed to be, you know, taken in as a full album, but okay. we're going to go ahead and... We don't play by the rules here at Feet Picks. That's right. Yeah, we, we march to our own drum. That's we're right. the bad boys of podcasting. I want to... Get uh, that trending. I also wanted to mention there is a uh, Timothy Chalamet reference. Is in, there? And I think... Again, the, wow. the full Feet Picks cinematic universe really just... It's all, all connecting. It's all coming together. It's all connecting. Um, the line is, man, I wish you would call me by your name because I'm sorry. This is not apology. Call me by your name. Oh, so, yeah. Tiffany, Timothy Chalamet. Also, Tim. Timothy, call us. Call us, Timmy. Hey, Tim. We're waiting. Tim, give us a call. I'm by the let phone. Let us know. All hours of the night. <laughs> waiting. We're, we're on a road to you, so let us know. Your move. We're on your time, man. <laughs> Whenever you want us, we'll be there. <laughs> I'll cancel um, anything. Uh, there's another Timothy Chalamet there's reference. Two. There's two of them. <laughs> Uh, it's from A Boy Is A Gun. He says, I ain't taking you home. Yeah, I'm brushing you off because this parka is calm. You're my favorite garçon. Uh, which is a reference to um, the garçon is boy and he, Timothy Chalamet is his favorite boy. Wow. So He's our favorite boy as well. We should just be friends with Tyler at this I, point, I you guess. You know, I think that's the way we get to Tim. I yeah, think that I mean, that's probably The road easier. to Tim, Tyler, yeah. is a, he's a he's the highway to Tim. I think that would be significantly harder. I think it would be too. Although, you've actually been within a couple feet of I Tyler. I could have touched that man. I have a video of it. It was awesome. It's yeah, you did. he was angry taking videos, though. <laughs> the, the security guard would have punched me in the face, straight up. The Tyler probably would have kicked you, too. <laughs> he's like, get, get out of here. Oh, I love it. Uh, anyways, so we're gonna go through a couple of our favorite tracks. Yeah. Um, who wants to start us off? I can. Uh, I'll take lead on this. Go um, ahead. I really liked. Like I said, the um, I'm just now coming into understanding each song as its own thing, just because you just. I mean, listening to it front to back so many times, it all like I said blends together in a good way. Um, but running out of time was a really good one. I love. I love the synths in the song. The um, it's it's constant the whole time, and it's going like up and down, like. Um, I don't know if we're thank you. I you know that's exactly what it sounds like too. Um, I really like this song a lot. This one felt kind of reminiscent of Flower Boy. I can't put my finger on which song it exactly reminds me of, but I just. This one just, it, uh, it really hit me. And then um, uh, I love the... Just be hidden. I love the feeling of it, too. I mean, it's just so, it's a very chill, um, like you're kind of just rocking back and forth when you listen to it. And it's uh, the running out of town. I love it. You've been listening to the silky smooth vocals. Now those vocals, those are not pre-recorded. R&B radio. That's all live, baby. Hey, no, no post editing on that one. That's all. That's raw. No auto tune. I'll be saving. I'll be saving my singing for probably next episode, just because my he's recovering. Josh is coming off tour. His voice coming off tour. They just you know vocal coach told me not to stress too much. So, yeah, but I mean that song is really cool. It's it's pretty simple. It's kind of short. I mean. Yeah, but it's just it's a good one. I again, I'm still figuring out exactly what I love about these songs and stuff. So, opinions yes. are forming, but it's yes. good. That song is really oh, nice. Yes, definitely. Shooting from the hip today. That's right. Absolutely. As always. As always. <laughs> for sure. Josh, you wanna you wanna give us your sure. your feature pick to you? Um, I you can ask them. I figured out which song was gonna be my favorite about five minutes before we started recording. Um, a true king. You know how it goes. Man who does his research. And I'm going with uh, New Magic Wand. I just... 
it's it's one of the more energetic chat tracks on the uh, oh, yeah. on the project, and uh, I really like the it delivery comes in too. Like my eyes are gre- my eyes are green. I eat my veggies. That line was great. Very good line. I love it. Yes, good stuff. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> good stuff. That's it. That's the only thing he likes about <laughs> the song. It was just the so. one line, and that was it. Yeah. Rest oh, wow. the album kind of trash. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Great production, though. Yeah, this whole album front to back is, mm-hmm. I think the production really shines. Yeah. I, even more than the verses. I didn't, I, I didn't really, I didn't think about, um, I, I did not listen to Cherry Bomb as much as I should have. I, like, just recently started to listen to it again. Yeah. Um, and I, There's some hits. There are some hits. There's some really good ones. Yeah. Um, and... I agree with the fact that you just pay attention more to the background instrument instrumentals and stuff. Like mm-hmm. you just you just listen to that more than the vocals and yeah. like that's kind of I mean especially for running out of time and the song too. Like it's just you just love you love what you're hearing the yeah. whole time. It's really nice. With Cherry Bomb, he actually released an instrumental version of the album. That's right, uh, which is pretty cool because you're not kind of. Because a lot of people were so focused on trying to figure out what he was saying first go around, yeah. and when you kind of you totally remove the vocals, it's a whole different album. <laughs> when I first saw that, I thought he did it so that people could just rap along for fun. I thought that was <laughs> I thought that was the only reason he did that. It's a karaoke album. Yeah, it, like just releasing his karaoke versions. That would be such an incredibly difficult so- like <laughs> set of songs. I mean, to you'd karaoke. have to know the songs well. Oh yes. Um, let's see. Well, my favorite was the closing track. Are we still friends? Oh yeah. Um, and it's like this very cool, um, almost like 70s soul type of song. And like, there's a lot of the background vocals to it are kind of these high pitched, um, soulful lyrics. And then you have just kind of the refrain going over and over again, going, are we still friends? Uh, very light synths coming in. It's almost like a synth organ. It kind of reminds me of Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. It's very kind of this grand, um, long synth notes that come in. It's very cool song. Um, but yeah, very good album. I could see why it might be a little polarizing though. Yeah. Like if people were really into Flower Boy, they might not like this one as much. I don't know. I feel like the, the Flower Boy masses, this might kind of narrow down, uh, but I think, I think it still has just enough similarity that if you were like bought in, bought in, not just like. Oh, I got my Vans on and <laughs> my backwards golf hat. Like, my sunflower shirt. Yeah, and then. <laughs> Besides just that, I think there's still enough similarity that it might keep some. Yeah, but, yeah. For you'll sure. you'll find something that you like yeah. if you liked Flower Boy. Yeah. You just might not like the album as a whole. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. I agree. But, but. Good stuff. Very good stuff. We've been getting so much new music lately. Yeah, I know. What, what, we picked a good time to start this podcast. What the hell are we going to do? Almost, <laughs> I don't know. Almost every week we have a new album to talk about or something. What's like, going to happen when we start running out of content? I don't know. The fans will start dropping <laughs> off like know. flies. That's when our <laughs> listenership goes straight down. Plummets. Plummets. From eight to zero. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, speaking of our, our show, Featured Picks, we did get a feed pick this week. That's, uh, that's right. From uh, official friend of the show, Luke Garman. Um, that man is a friend of mine, known him for a while. Uh, we used to do musical theater together. We were in a few music classes and other things like that. Uh, oh. Luke, if you listen to this, hope you are. Hope you enjoy this segment. <laughs> this one's for you. This one's for you, buddy. Um, he sent in a guilty pleasure idea to... Um, well, he just wanted to hear our guilty pleasures. He said, I really want to hear the guys at Feed Picks talk about their guilty pleasure songs. Um, and we took it a step further and thought it would be really fun to 
have a list of, of our guilty pleasure songs and um, we said your idea is not good enough. Yeah, we're we, make said, it even better. we said we so said nice yeah, try. That's okay, but we'll we're gonna make it, it great. Um, so what we did was we sent all of our guilty pleasures to a third party and had them compile a randomized list and sent it back to us so that we don't know each other's guilty pleasures. Although I feel like I know. Yeah, I'm pretty feel sure like I might it's know. pretty obvious. Apparently, so. me and Josh submitted the same song. <laughs> yeah, you both put we in each, the same. We each one. had to pick three, and believe it or not, a solid third overlap. There's some overlap, and there's some that I almost went with anyway, so it could be interesting. Uh, um, but yeah, I guess we can. We'll probably do like a 10 second clip, a little baby clip, a little baby clip, tiny little clip. I mean, that's to give you some nostalgia. Yeah, we got nine songs on this list. Cool. Um, actually, we've got one, two, three, four, six. Yep, we got nine songs. Oh, we got nine. Do we not have eight? Nine all day. We, well, one, it's eight. it's eight. It's eight, but it's really nine. It's oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it is. There's a song twice. There is one song <laughs> twice. Um, so I guess we can just yeah get into it. What's the first one on our list here? First one that we have is Diary of Jane by Breaking Benjamin. <laughs> So a real <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and I'm, say that that's a Brad Lawbach. That has to be a Brad. That's song. a Brad Lawbach. No pick way, right that's there. anyone but Brad. You want to know how I discovered that song? <laughs> yes. It's the year 2008 or nine, maybe, wow. maybe earlier. Wow. The middle school glory days. Middle the middle school, school glory days. days. Uh, I'm on YouTube. I stumble upon a Halo Three montage. <laughs> I could definitely see it. That is the perfect song for a Halo montage. Tell me you're not envisioning (laughs) a guy like switching out to the sniper rifle and getting that quick scope. Yes, the slow mo too. Exactly. Oh my god, it lines up perfectly with the music. That's amazing. I want to see that. Maybe we link it. We'll we'll uh, we'll post a link or something. (laughs) We'll try to find. Yes, we'll check out that Halo. It could be gone. It could be lost. It probably could be if it's ten years old. I mean, there's so many Halo montages. Oh my gosh. As soon as I, mean, I got to the chorus, I lost it. I was dying. <laughs> I was dying laughing. That it's, is so funny. Yeah. If, if you know my fascination with My Chemical Romance, uh, this is just kind of a step beyond that. That's uh, That was mentioned in our deep track episode, the uh, zero, zero, 0 The lost episode. The lost, the episode. lost episode, yes. I, I never knew about Brad's uh, My Chemical Romance uh, standship and uh, freaked out when I found out. Like, you could almost say that there was a chemical romance between us after you found that out. You could say there's always been a chemical romance between us, Brad. <laughs> You We're bringing back. <laughs> We're By the way, back. that's a callback. <laughs> that's, a, that's technically a callback. We are uh, moving right along. Next is... <laughs> <laughs> Can you not say it? <laughs> Do you need me to read it off? Next we have Pimpin' All Over the World by Ludacris. <laughs> Let's take a quick listen. You're listening to Ludacris Radio on Spotify. <laughs> Luda, that uh, that's that's gotta be a that's gotta be a Brad track, right? Uh, uh, all right, big guy. That's a Thomas Owen. That's a T O. Right there, there. Is a, there's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, I that's cannot escape that one. Can't even read the name. It's <laughs> dead giveaway. I love that. I love that song. I know that song is like six minutes long, and I know every word to it. I used to listen to that um, at, when I was at Lifetime, my dad used to work at Lifetime Fitness, mm-hmm. and uh, I'd be sitting in the Lifetime Cafe just bumping that song. It was the only like I just listened to it on repeat for like ten minutes straight. I like were you love. on the cafe speakers or were you? Just no, just... <laughs> no, I was not blasting it for everyone to listen to. I pictured you sitting behind the counter. 
I just I just had my my iPod on me and I just was like sitting on the couch waiting for my dad to get off work and uh, shout out Markel by the way. Shout out Speaking of Markel, I told him to start growing out his facial hair and it's looking good. It's looking real no good. Surprise there. Today I saw him today. I saw him today. He goes, Tommy, will you uh, can you mention me on the show? And so, uh, Dad, this <laughs> is for is. you. Uh, hope you keep growing your facial hair out. Now everyone knows about it, so you can't back out. There's can't pressure. Back out. There's pressure. Um, but yeah, the pimping fans, all over the, the world. See. That's a Tommy pick. You, you, no I surprise mean, there. No surprises. No surprises. That is, that's a good, that, I mean, it's good. It's fire track. It's a fire track. Um, my mom won't like that one, but. <laughs> this one is not for you, Kim. <laughs> mom, this one's not for you. Uh, next on the list, we have Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. I'm that bad type, make your mama sad type, make your girlfriend mad type, might seduce your dad type. I'm the bad guy. I'm gonna go ahead and say that's a hard Josh. <laughs> Guilty. Guilty. So that one's like <laughs> it was kind of in the air whether or not I thought it was it was guilty pleasure because sometimes I just I don't care I'll listen to it. Yeah. It was more of like just saying that yes this is a 17 year old girl making music that's. I'm again not the target market for right. but big teenage girl. At the same radiating. time, when that song comes on, like, oh, here we go. Mm. Mm-hmm. Josh says, "Might seduce your dad." After that one, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm the bad guy. Josh so. from "Might Seduce Your Dad" type. That's a pretty interesting lyric when you're 17 years old. It really is. I <laughs> mean, it's a. Uh, she's definitely breaking barriers there. She's and breaking all the rules <laughs> and laws. Not quite and an age. Moving yet. on, and we are moving right along. Uh, next, we have Dancing Queen by ABBA. A deep track. <laughs> A real deep track. You guys might not know this one. I'm going to keep it on 100. This might be the catchiest song that's ever been made. <laughs> that's simply just true. And again, this was the song that me and Brad actually <laughs> yes, both, both submitted. Both this. submitted. I had no idea the other was doing it. Yeah. Like, I almost did a different ABBA song, <laughs> if we're being completely honest. I was listening through about 10 ABBA songs <laughs> before I posted my list in. Look, it was, it, it was, I mean, you can debate that it still is very uncool to listen to ABBA. But ABBA's like, I mean, wow. I'm confident that everybody who hates it. on ABBA is lying to themselves. They're listening yeah. on private. Now, here's a hot take. I don't like musicals, so I don't like the movie Mamma Mia. Okay, well, which, I have the which exact maybe, opposite take. Well, uh, you're wrong, but, you know, that's cool. Does that make me a fake ABBA fan? Well, ABBA, I guess, the musical's inspired by their music, but it's not necessarily, it's not ABBA singing the right. soundtrack. Right, right. But I feel like they're pretty synonymous. Well, but I mean... I would say part of my love of ABBA comes from my love of Mamma Mia, <laughs> one and two. I hate musicals, except Mamma Mia... And La La Land. La That's La Land all is, I'll watch. <laughs> La La Land is my only exception. La La That's so it. Good. But man, Mamma Mia, I don't know what it is. Mama Something Mia. about Mamma Mia just, I'm like, here Probably we go again. I haven't seen it. You again, know, I'm we'll, a theater we'll boy. We'll set some I time aside. So, Josh, we have to watch it. If I it. like it, you'd love it. You're a theater boy. And you've never boy. seen the world's most influential musical? <laughs> Sad. Okay. Okay. Uh, what, what, is Susical the musical the most? You know what? I'm really glad we brought this up because our next song is Run and Tell That by Elijah Kelly. It's from Hairspray. I wonder who this is. I can't see what people look at me and only see the color of my face. Oh yeah. And there's those who try to help God knows, but always have to put me 
If you couldn't guess, that's Josh's pick. Yes, uh, definitely me. I confess, it's me. And not the musical kid. I'm glad that I can now talk and have the floor. Listen, Hairspray is a good musical. If you guys don't like musicals, it's... It's not for you. It's... No. If you don't like musicals, you still might like this one. If you give it a shot. If Remind me who's in the movie. It's John um, Travolta dressed I as a woman. Travolta. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Zac Efron's in the movie. Amanda Bynes is in it. Um, Amanda, that had to have been like her last major public appearance. I think it, I yeah. think it was. Yeah, <laughs> probably. She, um, but listen, this song specifically, I was in not a great mood driving over here. I put it on, instant mood booster. Tom said, I can't believe I have to sit with these two idiots, these two musical haters. Listen, that's listen, true. I, you know, I knew what was coming and I just had to prepare myself. I love this song so much. Um, I love singing in the shower, I'm singing it in the car, I'm singing it in my, my room. He's got the can of hairspray in his hands, singing I'm, to I'm it. I'm spraying my hair and I'm listening <laughs> to it and I don't even use hairspray. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a can of hairspray as a prop. I, but this song, it's, it's so, I love it. It's, um, it's high energy. I love that there's the dialogue in between. Um, very high energy song. Very high. It's a very high energy song, <laughs> folks. I love the movie Hairspray. <laughs> I've used quite a bit of it myself. Okay. It's Travolta's best work. <laughs> My favorite Travolta movie. <laughs> That's a hot take. That's a real hot take. Mr. President, are you sure you want to put that on record? Oh my oh, gosh. Uh, but yeah, that song is awesome. Uh, next on the list, we've got I Miss You, Blink-182. This is a toss-up. This is... It, honestly, this could be any of us. It could be any of us, yeah. <laughs> Let's give it a quick listen. Hello there, the angel from my nightmare. The shadow in the background of the moor The unsuspecting victim Of darkness in the valley We can live like Jack and Sally I feel like we're all pointing fingers at each other right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, it could be anybody. It could be anybody. This is I, a toss-up. I, uh, you know, I, ha I think it's Brad. It is Brad. Come it is Brad. Brad. But I will right. say this almost made my top three, which would have been very awkward with me and Brad. Understandable, though. Two of the same understandable. Top three. I went. Guys. I went for really um, deep, deep, deep tracks. I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to match. You know, it's like that's fair. I just. I had to be honest with myself. I was like, you know what? This isn't a deep track, but. And this is never something, I'd like to preface this, this is never something I'm listening to by myself. Alright, this is you got a car full of people, and you're doing the voices super exaggerated. I've definitely listened to this with you a few times yeah. in the car. This Shout was, out to the boys in Millersville. This was definitely a roommate's anthem, for oh, sure. Oh yes. I believe This that. and the entire Black Eyed Peas discography. Also true. Well, I debated including, but at the end of the day, I'm not guilty at all about my love no, Peas. I'm, I'm guilty. Um, no guilt in that pleasure. I'm going to probably, at some point, talk about my love for the Black Eyed Peas discography on the I show. I would love to tag in. I think, uh, uh, I think that's, that's, I think that's the episode. That's the episode right there. We're going to do a hard pivot right now to Black Eyed <laughs> So I'm really glad we mentioned that. Um, we're going to start with Ella Funk. Uh, um, yeah. No, that song, that's, that's definitely a car ride anthem. If is. you, everybody knows the words, whether they like it or not. It's on your road trip playlist. I know it you is. You gotta do the, where are you? Where are you? <laughs> in the voice. It's, oh, I'm so sorry. I want to know. I was talking about this with someone the other day. I want to know where that pronunciation comes from. Like the, the where are you? I feel How like do you, it's like the genre. It could either be an accent or yeah, I think it's kind of part like, of that scene genre. Is it is it like a Midwest thing maybe? Like Midwest punk? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> More at 11. <laughs> I'm imagining them like off stage going, oh yeah, it was oh, such a good show, boys. Good show. Mom, where are you? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oi. Now we're just, now we're just, it's Canadian. We're, we're, in the, we're in the Canadian region Is there now. a difference? Is there a difference between no, the West and Canadian? And we're moving on. And we are moving on. We'll, we'll pose you with that hypothetical as we move on. 
Oh. Who's yeah. next? Next we've got So Sick by Neo. <laughs> that is a throwback for oh, sure. Let's hear it. I wonder. I wonder who that could be. I'm sure it wasn't Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> I'm hoping this isn't a race thing. I know that the two uh, R&B songs have uh, been pointed look, at me. Look, I might. I listen to R&B in my in my spare time, but uh, I'm just not guilty about it. I'm not guilty about it. Oh, that's crazy. It's... That's crazy. Huh? Yeah. Crazy. What does that say about you? But you know, maybe the the R&B I'm listening to isn't Neo. <laughs> it's not quite Neo. So it ain't so sick by Neo. Listen, okay, I was I was. 10 years old when this came out. A, a big one I was zero. 10. Double in digits. 2006, freshly double digits, feeling real good about myself. This song turned my world upside down. <laughs> I listened to this song, and it was raining out. I remember the first time oh, I listened oh. to this song. Yeah. I was I was in it. I was listening to this song, and I had absolutely not a worry in the world at 10 years old. And I'm just feeling like, man, why can't I turn off the radio? Did she not hold your hand during lunch period? <laughs> I didn't even go to school. I was homeschooled. <laughs> I couldn't even have that. <laughs> I, I love this song. I, it's just—it's one of the oh. songs that reminds me of specific like time in my life, you know. Right. As I'm okay. Uh, we guessed it. It's me. Surprise. <laughs> um, the verdict's out. Yeah, I, I love that song. It's, it's like how I think about the exact Halo Three montage. When that's I, what I'm saying. When I listen to Breaking same, Benjamin. Same energy. Same energy. <laughs> very, very similar energy. It's the same exact energy. Um, oh, moving right along, uh, we've got well. Dancing Queen by ABBA again, both of you. We'll play it here. Both of you. <laughs> yeah, we're going to listen to that one more time. Um, well, we uh, no, that's Brad and Josh. Crazy and us. That's crazy. Yeah. That's how uh, in sync we are here at Feet We're Six. so in sync. I can't believe an in sync song didn't make this list. You know, I, I gotta say, there was there was rumblings uh, during oh. during <laughs> there, there was talk during the, the list talk. the list of mock ups, but it didn't make the final cut. <laughs> my my first five mock ups didn't. Uh, they, I also they had included. To, it. I had to leave Green Day in the past as oh. well. That was a tough one for me. American, American idiot, idiot was almost there. <laughs> yeah, was almost there. We were close. Nice. I definitely listened to a few. That's uh, the last synergy, night. baby. Oh yes. Uh, well, last but not least is Misery Business by Paramore. Absolute fire track. Absolute heat. You can't not love that song. You I know mean, who I, constantly brings the heat? Josh Abrilla. Josh Abrilla, baby. That's true. That's, that is, me. Uh, that's, that's, that's me. That's you all day. Again, this one right here, I gotta give a shout out to an old friend of the show, Mr. Jared Breedlove. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. This song here was on the NHL 08 video game soundtrack. Wow. And that is wow. specific. I spent... Many a days in, in, with Jared <laughs> playing that game in the summers at his house, and that's—I mean, I'd be you know customizing my my character on of it. Of course, I mean, as you do the the colors of every uh, goalie pad um, that you know the stick wow. colors. While while Haley Williams while, pours while, her heart out to you, <laughs> while Mystery Business is playing in the background. See, I was picturing this as like a rock band find. You know, it does, it, yeah, I'm sure it's like there, but it's that, on, I believe it's, it's on rock band. I, I think it's a. It's but, uh, a that's just that's not where I. There's a guitar hero. I, I think it's it. rock band. It feels like more rock band than it guitar does, hero. It does feel like a rock band. You gotta have the vocals for this one. You gotta have the mic along with. Yeah. Let me tell you, I um did not realize the beast that another one bites the dust was uh, when we were at Joystick the other day <laughs> uh, playing rock band. I I took vocals for that one and I got yo, could you put that on medium? And he goes, okay, cool, and put it on expert. And I was like, oh great, cool, yeah, sounds good, sounds good. Just what you wanted. I did get a 98%. So. <laughs> 
Tom crazy. a couple beers deep, only 2% <laughs> off. Listen, feeling listen. good. That 2%, if I didn't have those beers, would have been 100. Easily, <laughs> easily. Slowed them down just enough. <laughs> Make it believable. Call me on an off day. <laughs> can, I, can I level with you guys right now? Yeah. I have never been a Paramore fan. I, like, I know the song, and I, I understand why people like it, because it... I'm just, I don't know. They never did it for me. Yeah, I thought like that was on the application Crazy. The show when we started. I thought <laughs> Crazy like, how he was singing during the, the yeah, break. Yeah, that's really weird. That's, right. You know, all right, all right. I didn't say I'm not familiar with the song. Do you, just, do you still not like them? I, not really. I mean, okay, well. Not you don't really. like that song? I'm not saying I'm like listening to Paramore. You're not going I'm not to saying I'm not like, all right, here we go. Uh, that song, I don't. The little like, riff at the beginning? That song, I get it. Yeah. But I don't. I was just never into Paramore, and still not. I know that's a hot take. I mean, again, it's a hot take. Some people might have just logged off right it's, now. It's it's mostly Thanks, it's mostly nostalgia at this point for most of these for me. But true, doesn't make me a hypocrite if I listen to My Chemical Romance and not Paramore. Um, probably a little bit, <laughs> slightly. Honestly, I mean, those, it, you can't. There's some there's some decent overlap there. I have a cake and eat too, Brad. House divided. <laughs> In this house, we listen to Paramore. But the house is me, and it's just my musical taste. It's Brad cut in half. One half is not Paramore. The other half is My Chemical Romance. Those are the, the two genders. <laughs> it's Paramore and not Paramore. Oh, you love to see it. Well, uh, that was I really enjoyed that. That's a Luke. Thank you for that pick. Um, that was a fun bit. Yeah, I enjoyed that. It was really fun. I, I enjoyed that. Um, wow, you literally just said that. You every word you well, just wow, said I came that. out of my mouth. You know, I really enjoyed that. Crazy. Um, Even though we all instantly knew <laughs> who's which was, was. It was not a guessing game in the slightest. <laughs> the only toss-up was I miss you, and it could have been any of us. <laughs> And that's just that's just how the cookie crumbles, you know. Hey, the way she goes, we've just been friends for too long. I think. It's true. It's true. But anyways, um, so before we get into the spoiler territory of Game of Thrones season eight, we have a quick announcement. Yeah, Josh, you want to you want to take us away? So uh, a lovely friend of the show, Mr. Tyler Lee Fresh, has a shout out there, having a little concert May 29th at Mad Life Studios down in Woodstock. Very nice. And uh, we have the Lovely opportunity to kind of sit down with him and some band members and uh, opener as well. Pick their brain. Pick their brains, kind of, you know, shoot the breeze, see what happens, see if we get some gold. Our first ever interview. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. uh, it's going to be exciting. Um, you know, if you're got some spare time, feel free to jump by. Uh, <laughs> see see your favorite hosts. Uh, we'll be Come there. Come in person. We'll do a meet and greet. I mean, they say never meet your heroes. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, yeah. I don't I know cannot, if you want to meet us. Lower your expectations <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I can't emphasize enough that you shouldn't meet us if you've never met us before. You'll Just be leave, leave the mystery. Leave the mystery. <laughs> we will not live up to the hype. I as, as if there was hype. <laughs> But um, but yeah, you know we're we're doing that on the 29th. Maybe and we'll have a couple stickers in the mix. But we may. We hope. We've got a few uh, things in the we'll works. Get some things brewing. Stay tuned on our Instagrams. Hashtag um, merch soon. Yeah, merch city baby, it's coming. Come say hey, get a sticker. Remind us of the venue and the and the date and time. Mad Life Studios down in Woodstock on May 29th. Very nice. Be there, there or be square or just never listen to us again. I guess <laughs> or, or turn be it off a right fan. now. <clears throat> Very exciting. Very exciting yes. stuff. Anyways, moving on. This is your official spoiler warning. We're talking Game of spoiler. Thrones Spoiler! If you've been on Twitter at all, it's been spoiled for yeah, you. Yeah, like honestly, guaranteed. at this point, if, like, really, what do you It's like, spoilers really, they don't, they exist everywhere now. It's kind of unavoidable. The only way to avoid it is to watch 
everything live or yeah. when it first comes out. Or within like a day. Yeah. One day you kind of You can get avoid it. it then. But, but anyways, I mean, this is your warning. Moving forward. Skip to talking. the end. Catch that Discover Weekly. <laughs> Obviously. I'd give you a timestamp, but we're recording. We, right we, have no, <laughs> we have no idea. So just no skip, like, skip to the very end. Minutes. Just keep going back a little bit each time until you realize when it starts. And then you'll be good. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyways, season eight. Thomas is not a watcher of the show. That's not true. I've been there for every major Game of Thrones event. Okay, Partially. well, not a full-time uh, dedicated watcher. He has not watched front to back. He gets the gist of what the show is about. Me and Josh, though, we're diehards, I'd say. Yeah. We know the lore. We know the lore. We watch every episode live. You know the lore. Yeah. We watched a couple times at this point. Uh, but speaking of House Divided, uh, we have we have some oh, differing oh, opinions. Oh, oh. That's, that's correct. Especially Dude. on the finale. Yes, uh, I have not. I, yeah, I have not heard you guys' opinions on so, this. So, here's a question for you: Should we start as with the season as a whole and then talk about the finale? I we'll think that about? might work. Okay, we'll try that. So, should I start us off? Yeah, you, you can start? go. Okay, and then I'll just kind of destroy everything you say. Interesting. You maybe you I don't know. Maybe you maybe. build it up. Josh tears it down. Opposite way. <laughs> opposite, opposite way. <laughs> I'm, I'm building it up. <laughs> Much like uh, King's Landing of the season. <laughs> I'm going to destroy it, R. and R. Josh R. is going to try and I'm build the builders. I'm the master builders. So, my thoughts about this season. I'm going to start with a positive. I'm going to start good. about what I loved start about this season. Note. I loved all of the visuals this season. Flawless. Yeah. I have never seen better well, CGI. What? Okay, yes. Coffee cup aside. And water bottle. Oh. Water bottle aside. But that was like, they, they'll CGI that out. Blunder. Like in the, sure they already did. The coffee cup is already gone. The oh, water yes. bottle will be gone soon. Um... Yes, visuals flawless. I've never seen better CGI in a TV show in my entire life. It's. I don't think it's. We're ever gonna see it again. I really don't think you will. Maybe another HBO show, but like maybe like one of the Thrones like spinoff things. But that dragon was insane. If, I mean, if I had to put a dragon in real life, that's exactly what it would yeah. look like and to it, a T. And it doesn't look like it's CGI, really. I mean, you can tell a little bit it's not real, but it's a dragon. Yeah. So, but it's, it's, a it's dragon. completely believable. Yeah, within exactly. the universe, yeah. like you don't go like, oh, that's obviously CGI. Like. There's a couple of scenes in season one where even the wolves look CGI. Mm -hmm. um, because I mean, because they were, because they had to enhance the size. But you could tell immediately. You were, like, they kind of stuck out. But they are so seamlessly integrated into the show this season. And I mean, not even just the dragons. You got the zombie guys running around. Mm -hmm. You got the fire effects. You got, it's all the like, back. The fire is insane. Like, so, yeah, it's, I mean, I have absolutely no qualms about that. I have no qualms about the acting. I think this season has by far been the best acting that the show has seen. Yeah. Uh, Amelia Clark killing it out there. Friend of the show. <laughs> friend of the show. Future friend of the show, Future Amelia Clark. Once I propose, we'll be all set. She'll be on. The Girl, the show's over. You got nothing left to do. Come, come on down a few picks. Come yeah, on to the I show. Mean, it's easy. Well, I'm, we'd love to have you. We'll fly you out. My, my, uh... <laughs> well, you have to sit, probably coach your economy, but <laughs> you're, you're, you're going to be on Spirit. You, but you we'll fly be on out. Spirit. <laughs> You might not get a seatbelt, but... <laughs> you might not get a check bag either, but that's all right. Yeah, acting flawless. Uh, the music in this season, phenomenal. This is Remain, the same guy. Right? He did Westworld as well, yeah. right? And it, so Did he good. do the previous season of Game of Thrones, I think? I think he's been doing it since season one. Wow, okay. I think yeah. he's been in, like, the whole time. I mean, again, the not score has been sure fantastic. I'm like, pretty sure. Um, but... Here are my my qualms. Yeah, if you I'll will. try to I'll try to stand bum, back. Bum, bum. Thomas, hold if, me if back. you will, if hold you will, hold, hold your questions. Um, so, I have never seen so many positives for a show be dragged down <laughs> by terrible writing and pacing and just a complete lack of consistency. Starting with the pacing, um, 
it's so clear that they were just trying to get this season done in as few episodes as possible. You have the Night King, who has been built up as this huge bad guy from season one. You have the White Walkers, are always kind of shown as, like, the major villain. And it goes up and up and up, and all of a sudden, the army breaches the wall, and they are defeated in one night. <laughs> there is one battle with the Night King and his army, and the episode is called The Long Night. Do you know how long that long night was? Hmm. It was one night. Oh. It was one single night. Oh. And, I mean, like, again, you have Daenerys's kind of devolve into madness. Uh, happens over the course of approximately two episodes, yeah. right? You have her as this hero in episode three. She's helping him out. She's helping save the North. She's fighting for, for justice and the innocent. All of a sudden on season five, or season five, episode five, she unleashes on this city, burning hundreds of thousands of innocent people, women and children. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. You've been warned. Um, but it's just, it had you dragged this out since season four or five, totally believable. But up until this point, we have never seen her harm an innocent person. It's just, it just is clearly, it's happening in light speed. Like, that should have had a season of its own, almost. Now, it's interesting because as someone who has not really watched, I haven't followed the show at all. Mm -hmm. I've only watched, like I said, the major, you know, the other major things that have happened in the show. Right. Um, and I, uh, I actually really enjoyed this season at the, because I'm taking it as its own. It's like its own, you know, uh, From a entity. View. Right. Yeah. Um, like I loved, I loved the the long night, and I loved um, the story that was told in season eight was really cool. I enjoyed it for the most part. Right. Um, the ending was weird, but you know. So my issue is not with the episodes themselves necessarily, mm -hmm. right? If you had taken that episode with the Night King and you had had some lead up to it, uh, you maybe had some previous battles where they're getting beaten down and lost, and you know. Anybody south of Winterfell is getting affected by the Night King, right? Everybody is still going to believe that this was something made up because nobody south of Winterfell sees the Night King at all. Right. It's it affects literally one kingdom of the Seven Kingdoms, and I don't know. It's just it feels like they were just trying to get him out of the way so that they could get onto Cersei and Daenerys. It's like um, it's like that meme where the horse is beautifully drawn and it has the sections. <laughs> yes. The head of the horse is beautiful, the body, and it's like down to the, the tail is sort of really crudely drawn, and it's exactly. like season one. Can and I jump in real eight. quick? Go just, ahead. Just a brief thing I want to go ahead. So, the thing with the Night King is where I kind of have a little bit of different different view kind of point. Um, so I think that if they didn't, if they weren't able to stop him that night, that they would all be dead. And a lot of the storylines were kind of tied up there, so I didn't think they would go that route. And they, they couldn't really... There wasn't really a way for them to fall back because they're they're, it's inland. I suppose that's and true. And the zombies or whatever don't tire, full sprint. You can't really get away unless you're on a horse, and then at that point there's like four people getting away. Right. But, but yeah, so my issue just stems on the fact that he's supposed to be a global threat. Yes, and he I, they could have done more. Nobody. But at the same time, I don't know if it would have made as much sense for them to, if they were going to defeat him, and he wasn't just going to be, you know, killing everyone at the season finale. If they went right. that route, like I mean, that, I, I thought they could. It. I thought they could have done that, but yeah, I think if they he wasn't stopped then then we wouldn't have 
a storyline for anybody that was there. Right. They had kind of written themselves into a hole almost yeah. in that sense. But I, I don't think that necessarily excuses it. I understand what you're saying. and it, mm-hmm. it wouldn't necessarily make sense for them to be able to retreat. But it just, the scale of it, considering what it was, it, it felt I would so say, small. like, I didn't have, like, any huge kind of grievances up through the first three episodes. I mean, mm-hmm. it kind of made sense. The pacing wasn't horrible. No, I think episode two is one of the best of the season. Two was, yeah, for, like, not, like, a huge event happening in episode two. Right. Like, the, the characters, like, the storytelling, I think, in that was, just, like, really good. Right. But my qualm, then, is that you have this really great moment where you kind of have all of these goodbye moments to right. these characters. They, they should have had some but of them die. nothing comes of it. You still we have had, We had some, like, pretty significant deaths, but there definitely needed to be probably two at least right. more. Honestly, that were in that room. Tormund, Podrick, hate to see him go. Yeah, Samwell. I don't know. Like, don't throw Samwell under a wave of bodies and expect me to believe he's gonna live. I'm nodding at Brad. I'm like, yeah, I you're think right. That- I have no idea. <laughs> I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> like, I think Sam was just like, I mean, again, he's not a good fighter, and he which was I'm white at the front lines, dog. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I mean, I think it was just he was so low profile they almost didn't notice. Him. <laughs> Because he was just laying there, like, almost dead, just kind of poking his little, like, you know. His nice thick coat. Yeah. It was his Night's Watch coat that protected him. Yeah, exactly. His literal plot armor. The shield that guards the realms <laughs> of men. But, um, so yeah, pacing, I had a huge problem with. Obviously, we see we see the main villain flip three episodes in a row. It's the Night King in episode three, it's Cersei in episode four, and it's Daenerys in episode five. And that is just, you're, a lot you're getting whiplash, on. right? Yeah. Shooting back and forth. One second, you're sympathetic. With Daenerys, and she's, you know, the queen who's going to free everybody next second. You know, all of a sudden your sympathy for Cersei is way out the roof because you're supposed to feel bad for her, even though all the atrocious things she's done. Um, But pacing all over the place, very rushed. Uh, Consistency was my other big issue. In one episode, we see Euron traveling the seas. Daenerys forgot about him. (laughs) Yeah, that was always great. Somehow Daenerys forgets about one of her biggest enemies. Episode four was the one I had the most problems with. That might be worse than the finale. I hated episode four. <laughs> episode four was some odd garbage. I was like, really? That's what happened to that? But we see Euron sailing the seas. He's shooting spears at the dragon. He hits three shots in a row, land on Daenerys' second dragon, he killing, was killing it. it. He killing, was killing it instantly, it. right? Falls into the ocean. The next episode, not a single shot is like even seemingly even close to landing on Danny. There's this at the very beginning there's a uh, a spear that goes kind of right by her head, but after that there's seemingly no danger from these scorpions. You have yeah. in the finale you have Grey Worm cutting people's throats in the streets because they're Daenerys's enemies, right? I'm then supposed to believe that Grey Worm instead of killing Jon instantly when he discovers that Jon has killed Daenerys, he takes him prisoner for months and he says Let's see what the Lords of Westeros have to say about this before we do anything drastic. <laughs> like, how are you, are you going to look me in the face and tell me the man who was cutting throats in no, the streets for his queen? No, what I think happened is... Okay, so I think it's going to be something along the lines of, like, John not necessarily, like, surrendering to him and maybe having some form of mutual battle respect that he's like, I can't, like, guarantee that I'm going to mess him up. But, I mean, it, it's a little fishy. But also, I think I think it's also got to be something to do with like his um, kind of love for his army, like his men, because I mean there was a lot of Winterfell soldiers there too. So 
That is true. I think maybe that helped a little bit there, but still not entirely explainable. But you're going to tell me the Dothraki are super chill with their Khaleesi getting murdered, and they're just going to stand by and not do anything drastic? Well... I don't think so. What is it like with the the cow the cow yeah, order so is that John yeah. would have been the <laughs> John the new should cow. be the new leader of the Dothraki for following the in universe logic. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Um, again, no consistency. We we certainly needed a ten episode season seven. Minimum. A ten Minimum episode ten season each. eight and maybe even a season nine. Yes. I I agree completely. And the funding was there, just the writers. the writers decided they were going to go work on Star Wars instead. If you haven't heard this, uh, Thomas, this may be new to, to you. Um, the writers were recently hired by Disney to do a Star Wars trilogy for them. And so the prevailing thought is now that they looked at Game of Thrones and they said, damn, we're really tired of doing this. We want to go do Star Wars. What's the bare minimum we have to do to wrap this Whoa, up? Whoa, what? And like, because there's no excuse that they would have you know, made no, it this they're, concise they're getting paid some plenty sort of, of money. It's, right. They got plenty to work That's with. That's crazy. HBO offered that. them a season, a full eight, 10 yeah. episode run yeah. for eight and nine. So there could have been a season after this, wow. which would have helped immensely. And every season up until seven had been 10 episodes. Right. And then season seven was seven eight, episodes? I think. Eight? Seven. Maybe it was seven. I mean, I love season seven. No, a lot of people really didn't like season seven. I, I enjoyed it. was one of the seven. more entertaining ones. It had, sure. it certainly had some issues, but I think the positive way outweighed the negative mm-hmm. in regards to it. Um, but the season is just, it has so much going for it. But, I mean, it has so much going against it, too. It's, it's hard to be anything other than neutral for me. Um,. But yeah, that's that's my overarching sentiments for season eight. Fantastic acting, fantastic score, fantastic effects, terrible writing, terrible pacing, no consistency. I think it was, in terms of consistency, they had the ending that George gave them. And I think they just had no idea how to get there. So they were just kind of wandering around and characters had to act irrationally for them to get there, given what they had. What was the ending? Is it the ending they did? Yeah, right, so, for example, George R. R. Martin might have told them, oh, in the end, John kills Daenerys in the throne room after right. there's, you know, after she goes insane. Yeah. But they <laughs> instead were like, wow, we only have three episodes to do that now. Mm-hmm. So we have to have our characters act in ways that they wouldn't yeah. logically act, and we have to break some rules to get there. And so I think that's where a lot of the problem came. Combined with the short season and them having trouble getting from A to B, it led to a lot of very poor decisions, I think. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Josh, I'll let you have the mic now that I'm done <laughs> ranting and raving. So, I mean, I don't have, like, a ton more to add, but... So, again, the pacing, really, for me, was one of the biggest, just, mistakes that they really went for. Because um, it's just... The first, like, you know, seven seasons, the pacing was consistent. Like, you right. were like, oh... It's going to take a couple episodes to get hundreds of miles away. Exactly. And you have some of these great and, character moments yeah, while they're traveling exactly. on the road. And some great side stories that right. are just completely and gone. Then, and now it's just, let's get on a boat and sail to King's Landing. We'll be there in 30 minutes. <laughs> right. And then the weapon that hasn't worked in the past is going to hit the dragon three times in a row and it's going to die just exactly. because... Because we need that dragon to die. Because yeah. that's what George told us, was that like, only one dragon lives. <laughs> he could have had another... could have done it during the, the battle, whatever. That's the other thing, is there are so many simple rewrites that you yeah. can do to make it have a whole lot more sense. Just little... There's a lot of little things that kind of just bother me about it, but at the end, I, I really enjoyed the final episode just because I thought 
for me, I was satisfied with pretty much how every character ended up that was mm-hmm. left. Like, I definitely thought Danny had to be killed after the instance. Oh, for sure. Um, so, again, with her going mad, it, it felt rushed, but at the same time, I wasn't surprised just because if you think back just all the way from season one, there's little tiny clues just throughout. Oh, yeah. She's always been very burning prone people to, alive, to Absolutely. Just like, oh, I will not have this stand. Like, I'll burn, you know, Tar- Tarly's son too or whatever. Right. And I'm just, you know, little things like that. I mean, not, again, we needed several more episodes to right. fully believe this gone mad. I um, agree that the intention was always there, but... for her to end up as kind of the mad I think queen. It was just too much, like, she put way too much on it. Right. We just kind of yada, yada, yada the. Yeah neutral evil to full evil Mm -hmm. and it's yeah um the stark kids i thought all had pretty appropriate um endings so one thing i read that was kind of interesting it doesn't fully apply but i think it's interesting enough to bring up it was um like the names of all the kids dire wolves besides rickon's really (laughs) shaggy dog (laughs) besides shaggy dog shaggy dog kind of they kind of tie into how the characters end up. So it was the... Oh, that is interesting. Arya's was Nymeria, right? Who yeah. was, like, named after some warrior woman in, like, Essos who ended up sailing west to Westeros. Really? Yeah, that's so that's cool. pretty on the nose with Arya. Yeah. John, ghost. Right. He's, he's a ghost, ghost now. Man. Basically, yeah. he's... A, we... I think he ditched the Night's Watch. I think that was pretty obvious. I think sending him to, to go, the Night's to Watch... To go live with the wildlings. Right. It was a little bit of a wink-wink because yeah. there's really no need for the Night's Watch. No, they were just there's literally like, nothing there anymore. It was <laughs> it was like a... What is it? A Lassie scenario where they're like, Go on, John. Get out of here. Let's <laughs> scram. When really it's for, it's for yeah. the best. <laughs> yeah. So like for that, I think you know, Ghost, I think that's appropriate as well. And then no. Sansa's was named Lady... I wonder what that could now mean. Now she's the queen of the north. The independent uh, A north. lady, if you will. Um, the, the gray wind comparison for Rob was a little loose. It was kind of like talking about right. the winds, his his brief rise to f- power and his right. quick death. Yeah, kind of sweeping south. As yeah, he, uh, something like that. But uh, I mean, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. And then, I don't remember, Brands was summer and... He's kind it, of summer was killed by the army of the dead ironically which is kind of like yeah winter is coming type of uh, right but bran almost ushers circle. in a summer yes. in a sense yeah kind of a post winter mm-hmm. so i mean bran as the ruler i definitely understand people not liking it <laughs> but at the same time when they talk about john being on the throne you're like, you're like that's probably not going to happen too good to be true for us right but it's the characteristics they talk about with him. You know, I don't want it, obviously. Is I don't it, want it. It's a famous quote. <laughs> God, but they just made him a side character for this season. Yeah, it's it was so pretty unfortunate. But, I mean, Bran truly not wanting it, but only wanting it for the good of the realm, as they say, is, I think... Here's a hot take for you. Here's decent. Here's something I've been using to salvage the season for myself (laughs) to to justify the fact that Bran. I thought you were about to plug your Minecraft. Our Minecraft. (laughs) (laughs) Me and Josh are uh, making a Winterfell scale model in Minecraft. This may or may not be true. Survival mode, folks. Yeah, the real real deal. The real deal. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, there's a there's evidence to point to the fact that Bran's plan all along was to was to become king. Have you read this, John? I mean, 
Maybe. Uh, maybe. Oh, I haven't read it, but I, I think I might know. So, basically, Bran, thus far, has kind of been this... He has not had a personality ever since he's become the uh, the Three-Eyed Raven. Mm-hmm. And every time, uh, Tyrion would be like, oh, well, you're the Lord of Winterfell now. And he goes, oh, I can't be the Lord of anything. Uh, I'm the Three-Eyed Raven now. I don't want anything anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, in that he's just kind of, almost, he's almost like a side character, and he kind of just wants to exist and be the, the memory of men, he says. But then when Tyrion calls everybody south and... They're inexplicably allowing this prisoner in chains to make the decision for who's going to be the next <laughs> king of winter of uh, the Six Kingdoms. Then. The Six Kingdoms, yes. Um, Bran says something along the lines of, why do you think I came here? And he kind of cracks a little smile. Almost like he knew, well, he did well, he essentially know, did know, yeah. That he was going to be king. Now, why on earth would you turn down being the Lord of Winterfell, right? If you are seemingly okay with being a king. It's because you knew that you were going to have an even higher position Everything down the line. Everything that happened happened for a reason, for this moment. We have we see Bran warg away during the battle with the dead. He says, I must go now. We don't see really what he does. We just see some crows flying around, right? Could he have perhaps orchestrated something in this battle that would then cause Daenerys to snap? Does he warg into some zombies and attack Jorah? Leaving Daenerys with one less ally? I think that's probably a little too... Because <laughs> the devs were already out there that they are going to attack them anyway. Look, we don't see Daenerys when she's... When we don't see the dragon close up when she's burning King's Landing. We don't know what Bran's been doing behind the scenes. He was back in Winterfell. Maybe he wargs into the dragon and Daenerys makes her snap mentally attack the civilians. Just like he did Hodor. He snapped Hodor mentally. That seems like a bit of a reach. Look, man, I'm just trying to make a decent ending out of this. <laughs> Probably a little too much. Really grasping at straws. It's, I don't know, I'm just, you know, I gotta let the people know. I think the thing with Bran is that, again, can't have children, so that, I think, the, the Daenerys dream is still alive in the sense of the wheel breaking because he is not identifying himself as a Stark necessarily. Right. And that the, the lineage... playing favorites with Sansa. The lineage... Well, it could have been histor- it was historical as well, because <laughs> he is the three-eyed raven. Um, the lineage, it's they're going more like, you know, not technically democratic elections, but elections right. from the lords of... A representative democracy, yes. if you will. <laughs> A little better than <laughs> what they had before. Um, I love that they just laughed down democracy. Yeah. <laughs> that was <laughs> great. Tom, since you didn't see, there's this scene. I actually did you see did, You saw, saw the finale? Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That Excellent. was really funny. Yeah. Uh, Sam he just suggests sits down. <laughs> that they should let the people vote. And he goes, oh, should I allow my horse to vote as well? <laughs> oh, very funny. And then he went back to sipping his plastic water bottle in his uh, seat yes. that was Idiot. hiding behind his leg. That man's fired. Doesn't matter. Doesn't show's matter. Over. Show's over. Show's over. <laughs> Can't show. fire me. It's over. Um, yeah, so specifically in regards to the finale, I do have a couple things to say. Um, I, since I, you know, was kind of dragging it a little bit, the, up until Daenerys' death, I thought was really great. And if it had the proper, you know, setup to get to there, I think it could have been an all-time great moment. I think Amelia Clark really knocked it out of the park. Uh, in that final scene of hers, I have a quote from her where she kind of explains her, because she almost had this, like, daze to her. And she, was, she wasn't, like, vicious and, like, you know, terrible or anything, yeah. even though she had just committed this act. But she says, um, I wanted to play a game with what the scene was about. It's not that I wanted to show her as mad, because I really don't like that word. 
I don't enjoy fans calling me the Mad Queen. But she's in so but she is so far gone in grief and trauma and in pain, and yet our brains are fascinating in the way that they find a fast route to feel okay, whether you're relying on a substance or you're mildly deluded. If you see abuse in someone young, they are often able to mentally leave the room. I wanted Daenerys to be there. I wanted to show her, as we saw her in the beginning, young, naive, childlike, open, and full of love and hope. I wanted so much for that to be the last memory of her. And I think that's a really cool approach, because she could that's, have easily that was been... That's pretty much what I got from from her. Like, the yeah, was talking great. to him at the end. It was great. Um, it's Because it would have been so easy for her to just go full dictator mode. Because, mm. I mean, she was giving off some pretty big Nazi energy at that speech oh, yeah. to the Unsullied. Mm. Especially yeah. with the red banner in the background and everything. Yeah. <laughs> very, very Hitler-esque. Um, but the fact that she kind of played off that last scene as like somebody who's mentally shattered as opposed to somebody who's just gone evil. Mm-hmm. It's very, mm-hmm. yeah, very great. And then Drogon comes in <laughs> and is somehow sentient enough to understand... Well, uh, <laughs> I, I do have a quick thing about the Drogon. So okay. They did... It was several seasons ago, but the Maesters were basically determined that dragons had an intelligence level above humans. So Above humans? Yes. Really? If not at least on par. Well, so there is a chance that he could have understood more than we would let, let, let believe that a dragon would understand. I suppose. And the way that you can kind of justify it is that he did... He clearly was like mentally connected to Danny mm-hmm. since he cries out before he even sees, sees her, her dead yeah, body. Exactly. So you could justify like, oh, he kind of sees through her eyes. Maybe now that she's gone, he sees, you know, what mm-hmm. what really killed her, which was the power. It was the symbol of the throne and everything it represents. That's right. I mean, part of that could have also just been he was like, no one else is going to be on there. And he was also like, I'm going to burn 10,000 innocent civilians the episode before, <laughs> well, seemingly uh, consciously now, since like, he understands his oh, actions. Yeah. Oh, oh, we got a conscious now? Oh, he's like, <laughs> I guess... Suddenly, oh, suddenly mom's gone guess, and we hey, feel bad. Don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> he even said, look, bro, sorry about killing uh, all those innocent people. I'm going to get rid of the body for you. Nobody's going to know it was you, dog. We're going to get her out of here. There bro, were no witnesses. I got you. I got you, dog. And then <laughs> the Unsullied came in and John went, I kind of killed the queen. I know there's no evidence and there's no body. And I there, was, totally got away. there was a lot of blood on the ground and the throne was melted. So what if he was something just like... Happened. Yo, the, the dragon came in out of nowhere, crushed her on the floor, <laughs> melted the throne, and he's out of here. I have no idea where he was. It was crazy. After crazy. all these years, he finally snapped. Crazy. So I guess that makes me the heir to the throne. Oh, now. yeah. And Aegon Targaryen, though. So crazy. Um, but yeah, any, everything after that scene, hated it. Horseshit. <laughs> I, I couldn't stand it. I was uh, I was really hoping that they would end the show on them, t- uh, all of the like lords or whatever, talking mm-hmm. about... Um, like establishing their like what was the scene? It was the scene uh, where they're all looking at the map mm-hmm. and the camera slowly panning away like that, and yep. they're all talking about like, well, uh, you know, what can I get some coin for? And oh, like, the council meeting. Yeah, the council yeah. meeting. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I thought that'd be. I nice liked. To, I liked the little. It'd be a nice little like. Yeah. You know. They were. They were like. Definitely informal, but I thought it was just a good representation of that group from the beginning. I, I know nothing about the show. Please do not uh, roast me. Look, Braun four seasons ago, didn't know how a bank worked. And now he is the... Hey, he's all about his gold, though. <laughs> he is the master of, of coin for the entire kingdom. Master of coin. Um, I don't know. It was just well, I mean, like... Previous masters of coin haven't really been... Uh... Right, they haven't been great. Littlefinger was good at his job. At everything, probably, but... Then. Until they dumbed him down <laughs> the last two seasons and made him an idiot who immediately exposed his hand. That's a whole different issue. <laughs> 
Um, I don't know. I thought the council meeting with everybody was super cheesy. Brand the broken. Way to really take a stab at the wheelchair guy. I did, the broken didn't make sense, but I guess um, that's just, you know, the way it goes But back then. You have the fact that Yara Greyjoy pledged her dependence to Daenerys, or pledged her loyalty to Daenerys to make the Iron Kingdoms an independent kingdom. Seemingly cool with being taken back into the Seven Kingdoms now, now that Bran's in charge, who she flip-flopped on Daenerys almost immediately to vote in Bran, the unanimous decision. I, yeah. Um, I have, find it hard to believe that everybody's... Uh, you know, cool with Sansa being independent and they don't get their own independence. I thought the council meeting was honestly super cheesy and the comedic relief uh, very unnecessary after how heavy that first part of the episode was. Um, you have the Unsullied making demands when they leave 20 minutes later. Uh, seemingly wouldn't know that John is going north of the wall. You could very easily pardon him then and there, keep him around, but I don't know. I, I do agree to the point where the Stark's ending was good. I think John going north was probably their only solution, the only ending for him if he wasn't going to be on the throne. Um, Sansa being Lady of Winterfell was always going to happen. Arya being an adventurer makes total sense. Bran being king makes no sense. I'm sorry, I hate that. I hate it. I get, I get that it makes sense. I'm not happy with it. It's it's this, the the wisdom and all that. He's, he's an impartial yes. third party, I suppose. I still don't like it. I think it's boring. I think well, it was a, a cop-out. Just like having the dragon leave was kind of a cop-out. <laughs> but, I don't know. It's hard to end a show. I will give them that benefit. Yeah. It is tough to end a show. And it's tough to end a show right. Especially People, one that is so... You got a lot of eyes on this one. And then <laughs> just the scale of everything. No right. show has 40 main characters. <laughs> like Right. But, I'm just saying you could have done it a lot more justice with two more seasons. Yeah, definitely needed more time. Um, yeah, people are putting it on the level of, like, the Lost and Dexter finales. I don't think it will age that poorly. I think, in hindsight, people will learn to like what's good about it. Mm -hmm. I think people are really angry right now, and it's kind of a quick reaction. I it's will say... Just everybody's anger is, like, feeding off each other because they wanted more than <laughs> right. they got. So it just right. keeps building up. But It's, it's hard because there was so much that could have been. Exactly. But I... I in, I think time will be kinder to it than the immediate aftermath. I don't think it's going to be very kind to it. No. But I think when people look back, they will have a better perception of it than they do now. I still think the second half was terrible. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's me. Anyways, Tom, I'm sure you've been enthralled. Oh, I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm sure you're going to go back and watch the entire series now that you know how bad the last season was. I actually probably, I'm probably going to watch it. You know, uh, I I don't think the final season makes the rest of the show bad. No, I think it the first seven seasons even have, are totally great. Uh, it has its ups and downs, but you know, so does every show. Right. So it's you can't please everybody. Absolutely worth a watch. Still top five shows of all time, probably. I uh, came across an interesting article while we were talking um, no. that says Lil Nas X. This is completely off topic. <laughs> okay. This is completely off. Just, this is just as a preface. <laughs> we're done with Game we're, of Thrones. We're on. We're moving on. Uh, Lil Nas X snags partnership with Wrangler. Country fans threaten to boycott. <laughs> wow. I really. I don't even. I don't. Why are they mad? I, I, like I'm trying to read the comments, and it's all just please don't do this. If you have any sense, you'll stop production and burn what's left. Uh, can't believe you stooped to this level. I guess what I don't want to get political. The same. Like, it could be a racial thing. It, it could be. It's probably a racial thing. Yeah. If you got Brett Favre. Uh, doing Wrangler ads. Right. Then no one's blinking an eye. Lil Nas, it's not like he's like, you know, 
some like like he's, he's related like, he's, to the community. He has a number one he's country a nice hit. Dude, he's, he's like a really he's like, cool. What, dude. Nineteen. He, yeah. he retweeted that um, article and said, "Wow, I look great in this pic." <laughs> <laughs> he's a funny guy. He is. He's correct. I yeah. even you know not to not to brag, but. I was following him on Twitter before Old Town Road Ooh, blew up. Uh, wow. Kind of a day one An OG, OG fan. <laughs> a little Mouse X OG. That's my claim to fame. That's my only claim to fame. Well, uh, that brings us to our final uh, portion. Last but not least. Yeah. Final portion. <laughs> final portion. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and throw a Star Wars joke in while you can before D&D run off and, and ruin that one. Yeah, it's too late. That's it's too late. late. Star Wars has already been ruined. Yeah, Star Wars right. been dead to me. Tommy, <laughs> Discover Weekly. What we you got? got? A little DW for Tommy. Uh, my song is Fro by Luna Luna. Um, I already resonate with this song. Obviously, people say that I have an afro. It's not, but like people think it is. You have large hair. Yeah. It's not an afro. Yeah. I got the curly cues. Thank you. I got the curly cues. He had his curlers in beforehand. <laughs> I did. I, I put them in. I like to look good for the show. Even though we're not being seen, I just it look good, feel good, you know? Half a sound and good right. looking. Um, this song is really, really cool. Uh, it's, it's a... Um, it's kind of a R&B-ish, uh, slow, beachy type of thing. Um, nice. And I love the lyric in it. Um, uh, I've been singing it all day. <laughs> what is the... Oh, it's... Um, <laughs> yeah, run your fingers through my fro, make me feel it in my soul. And it's like a really cool... It's cool because it works on two levels. So you can either view this song as um, a longing for that, like a longing for love and a longing for like a relationship and things like that. Right. Or... Uh, loving the relationship that you're in and like you know already loving her running her fingers through your fro or he or whoever you know so uh so yeah this is uh this is fro by luna luna by Luna Luna, and it actually features a guy named Pretty Boy Aaron. Um, he raps on the the song like about halfway through. Um, I mean, it, it's a vibe. Just a feel-good track. It's, it's a good song. The, vi- I, the vibes check out. The, yeah, the vibes are checked out. Can I get a vibe check on that? <laughs> good morning. Can I get a vibe check out? They're cleared. Vibes are cleared. Clear for um, left off. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that song is so cool, though. I, I like the, um, the combination of the rap and the vocals, and it's just... It's a very, it's a feel good uh, summertime bop, baby. I feel like could, I feel like Tyler could have been. I was, I was, I feel like it's very um, yeah. Tyler the Creator esque, the um, pretty boy Aaron who mm-hmm. raps on the song. Fits the brand. Yeah, it does for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. So I'm listening to the song and I'm I'm running my hands through my fro. Run through your hands through your own. I was actually putting my hands through his fro while we were. Josh, listening was, to it. Josh was running his hands through and you know everyone was taking a turn and uh, but yeah, 
Josh? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but like, not, really, anyway, not really, though. Some things happened. We're not going to talk about it. <laughs> we're kind of brushing under the rug, so. <laughs> uh, moving right along. Josh, uh, what do you got for uh, us? My pick this week comes from uh, a man named Henry Jameson. Uh, recently saw him in concert, and I guess that could be a trend of mine if I keep going to these places. <laughs> um, the song I picked is called Varsity. Uh, opens up with that cool, you know, little production value um, addition he puts in. Uh, it's, you know, the the record spinning kind of sound, the uh, needle kind little, of oh, clipping. Yeah. Some ambient Classic. noise. Some of that. And then it's like, it sounds almost like, I don't know what it is, but it sounds like people kind of like in a park or something in the distance. Okay. Just, I get this vibe from, I don't know what it is. I mean, he's from like the Northeast, so I guess there's like some similarity there, but... I used to go up to like northern Michigan all the time when I was younger to like this little cottage on the lake and it just gives me that vibe. We're going on a journey. So if you if you feel that too, um, I'm sure you've never been to Petoskey, Michigan. <laughs> if this uh, if this song resonates, let me know. We actually have a ton of fans in Petoskey. <laughs> I checked the geo data. It's like sixty percent of our listeners. It's they're going they're going wild right now. <laughs> so we'll play you a brief snippet here. This is Varsity by Henry Jameson. She is sometimes What am I to do? I don't know what to say that was Varsity by Henry Jameson. Um, if you like the song even a little bit, both of the albums he <laughs> has <wrong>. are, <laughs> I, I think, pretty solid. Um, he just came out with a new one a couple months ago, and I really like it. Uh, that's Henry Jameson. And I guess one little quick footnote from the concert I just wanted to add. Um, the opener was called Saint Sister. It was a Irish duo, like, girl band. Interesting. And the one was playing a harp. And she was hitting Ooh. the harp like a drum and looping it on a pedal while oh, singing, and it was snap. crazy. Wow. It was crazy. That's awesome. I should give him a shout-out real quick. Uh, <laughs> love you guys. Very unique. That's awesome. Very unique. That sounds very cool. Sorry, go ahead, Brad. Uh, to you. <laughs> last but not least, baby, coming in at an hour 20. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're sorry. This one is called Hold the Fort by Berta Big Toe. Very on brand with feet picks. Nice. Uh, Certainly. Big Toes. It's my persona. Before we start talking about it, give you a little listen.
So yeah, good old Berta Big Toe. I'd never heard of them before, uh, before this song. Not the hugest band out there. feel like I would have remembered the name. But uh, yeah, I've been listening to this for the past couple days in between my Igor listenings and my still continued Vampire Weekend listenings. That's right, uh, obviously. Um, but it, it reminds me a lot of like the Grateful Dead. I'm not like a big deadhead or anything, so I'm sure anyone out there who like really knows them could give me a million reasons why that's <laughs> false. But that was kind of my first impression from it. And my favorite part is like the lead guitar is very light, but he's just kind of jamming all over the place yeah, during the song. That's cool. And it's there's not just kind of like a continued riff or anything, and it's it's it seems very freeform, like they're just kind of jamming out. Um, but yeah, it's a nice little warm weather, chill song for you. No doubt. No. No doubt. doubt. Um, well, anyways, that wraps us up, huh? This has been episode six. Wow. Where we started talking about an album, then we laughed a little bit. And then we got really angry. And, and then we cried <laughs> And Tom bit. sat in silence. And I, and I sat here. Tom, Tom got scared when I mom had... and dad fought. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. Pick a side. I don't know. I, I don't think we argued as much as I thought we were going to. No, because we've already done that over text. <laughs> it's, already, it's, already been, it's already been had. There were some mutings going on. I'm still muted. Still muted. I'm not jumping back in there yet. <laughs> Josh was very upset. It's like five to one in there. It's not worth my time. <laughs> You have the numbers in the iMessage chat. Yes, but I we're, have we're the, the real. Where it matters. Where where it really matters. Me and the free folk are in the group. <laughs> the free folk. Me and the free folk. We do not kneel <laughs> to your to your writers. Me and the lords in the group chat. <laughs> your fellow kings. Well, anyways, thanks for joining us for our sixth episode in a row. And one final reminder: not doing anything May 29th. Head on over to Mad Life. Join us. Uh, it's gonna be a good show. Come see us. I'll buy you a. I'll buy you something. We might, you want. we might give you a free sticker yeah. if we have them. I hope we'll have them. I hope we'll have them. <laughs> we'll see how hard we procrastinate on those. <laughs> right. Because it's pretty, it's pretty likely we, we uh, don't. But yeah. hey, we can make it happen. We want it to know, happen. Maybe we will. We can make it happen. Come find out. There's only one way to know. One way to find out. Don't, um, if you don't get a sticker, you get a good show. If you're not following us already, you can find us at Featured Picks in all of our different social media platforms. That's Twitter and Instagram. That's right. Uh, subscribe to us on Spotify on iTunes, and we are now on Google Play instead mm-hmm. SoundCloud. Sorry, mm-hmm. SoundCloud boys. They were trying to throttle us. SoundCloud's old news. We do not kneel. We, we do, do not, not kneel. kneel. We do not kneel to a paywall. <laughs> also, uh, follow our Discover Weekly playlist. We have it yes. uh, linked on our Instagram, and we are always updating it with every episode and all the songs that we, you hear here, hear here. Nice. Here, here, here. here, here. Follow here. the playlist. Here, here. Follow the playlist. Yeah. Um, all the songs we play, you will hear on that playlist. So check it out. Thanks for joining us. Uh, It's been episode six. Thank you. Love you. Love you.